In a week where the sudden blaze over Edinburgh, Barry Mackay finally scored, Benny made it 2 out of 2 and Craig Halkett got called up for Scotland, you've got to wonder when this beautiful dream will come crashing down. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Paddy, Cameron and Simon. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Uh, Craig Halkett, boys, called up for Scotland. Um, Greatest defender in Scottish football, is it? Look at look at you. Look at you. Great <laughs> <laughs> controversial opinion, but this season, Craig Halkett's probably been our best centre back. I don't think that's controversial. Do you think? I don't think, I think it's true. It is. <laughs> it is. I think when John Suter's been playing, he's been sensational. Um but Craig Halkett has had a, a very, very, very good season. I'm telling you, it was what even when, uh, when we scored, it was when Mackay scored on Saturday. He's now pulled like the suitor celebration where everyone goes and celebrates, and Halkett walks up like big captain, wandering <laughs> up very slowly to the other end of the pitch. Love it. <laughs> it's like he's uh, he's just grew a big set of balls in the last couple of months. It's pretty much been since Suter signed for Rangers. He's just seemed to really up to his game. Yeah. I, I think he's um, he looks really good now too. That was maybe one of the concerns that we had, but nah, he's been fantastic. Aye? And I think he's I so think, important. I think we miss him more than we miss Suter. Aye. I, yeah. I think it's, it's an interesting one because he, he really does, like to me now, feels like the guy who outfield naturally would become captain. Obviously, we've got Gordon there, which makes it a bit of an anomaly, but it feels like Craig Halkett now is kind of the heart of that outfield team. Mm-hmm. Aye. Say, say one one day, boys, he's going to retire. Say Craig Gordon retires at the end of next season. Um, you've got to think Craig uh, Halkett's the captain the season after. That's assuming he hasn't signed for Barcelona or someone. <laughs> Craig Gordon. <laughs> you never know. Uh, and, and Paddy, you've been enjoying how rattled certain fan bases have been by the call-up. Oh, I hibs are raging because Porteous is apparently a better defender than Halkett, <laughs> even though he usually hits a player instead of the ball. <laughs> Wait. Hey, they've appealed that. They might might win. <laughs> <laughs> it's an outrageous appeal, eh? Oh, it's a, I think it's one of those that you feel like you've got to, but there's no chance they win that appeal. <laughs> no. Do they not add a game on if you appeal it and they fail it as well? Oh, really? That was a, what happened in Football Manager, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if that's still right. I think you might be right. But I'm not sure. See if they appeal it. You can then push back the um, like the panel review. And I think they might be doing it tactically to try and get Porteous in um, past the derby. It's still then, like three weeks away, though. It's only two league games away, isn't it? So they might be able to push it back beyond that. I'm just assuming. I've seen, I'm sure Craig Levine's done some sneaky shit like that before for us. Rings a bell. No idea. I get, see, statistically, Porteous is number one in quite a few of the defending charts, right? But there's no danger you could put him at the back for Scotland. The big, he's also number one in the charts for the biggest liability in Scottish football. Don't care. <laughs> I couldn't care less. 
I'm glad him. for Halka. Aye, good for you, Halka. Um, so he'll <clears throat> he's coming into the Scotland squad because Liam Cooper and Scott McKenna are injured. Better than both of them anyway. Um, he'll join Craig Gordon. Just fantastic. And Craig Gordon's good goalie pal got injured for QPR last week. And I don't know if you've seen this, but Lee Wallace ended up pulling on the gloves for the second time in his career. <laughs> how did they I do? remember the first time. Aye. Well, how unbelievable is that? Second time in his career, Lee Wallace has went, aye, I fancy it. Give me the gloves. Um, aye. He's 37 years old now, Lee Wallace. Almost old enough to get into our Tenants Fives team. Well, funny you should say that, because he was one of the first names on my list, and then I realised he's still playing. Aye. You yeah. can't fucking put him in. He's been a fringe player at QPR forever. Is that what he is, eh? Hey. Um, I, I bet he'll come up. He'll be at like Rafe Rovers next season, guaranteed. Him and Beda at the back. <clears throat> um, and speaking of our tenants, I said fives there, tenants, sixes team, sorry. We've got a double header on this podcast for your enjoyment. So stay tuned. Um Nathaniel Atkinson has been called up for Australia. Um, Cammy Devlin probably would have too if he wasn't injured, I assume. Um, just to talk about his performance in isolation from the weekend. Cameron, it's the same story every week, kind of, isn't it? Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, slightly good at the weekend, going forward. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly that. I mean, that's it, yeah. I- um, he, between him and McInef on Saturday, I don't think they strung a pass together at once that whole game. I've never oh, seen any. Harsh on McInef. <laughs> it was mainly um, Atkinson missing McInef, like, <laughs> passing him the ball like 20 feet to his left, 20 feet to his right. Um, it was bizarre, eh? It was just something that did not click between the two of them. Mm. That was funny. But at the end of the day, um, it was Atkinson that got the assist for Barry McKay. As ever. Good, it was forward. a good cross, aye. Great cross. Aye. We zinger across the box. Um, McInef, I'm sure we'll come on to um, during when we talk about the game. Um, more international news. Uh, Andy Kirk's boy, Mac Kirk, he scored 22 goals in 18 league games for the under-18s this season. Um, and his excellent run has got him a call-up to the Northern Ireland under-19s. Uh, he featured on the bench last weekend against St Mirren. So you know he's you know he's that. He's close around the squad, so you've got to think he's very close to earning himself a season-long loan deal to Aloha very soon. <laughs> I knew where you were going with that. I knew you weren't going to say he's going to get any minutes. Because he's not. He's fucking not. It doesn't matter what he does at youth level. Matt <laughs> He'll start against like Celtic at Celtic Park, do nothing, and then get loaned out somewhere. Mm-hmm. If we if we get third sealed up, like before the split or very soon, whatever, then he could get a game before the end of the season. I win it though. <laughs> I'm not, that'll be the last you see of him, but he could get a minute before now and the end of the season. I'm not sure that Nielsen knows there is a youth. Like, I know. God at hearts. It's the first team. <laughs> Remember those promises last season as well, eh? But going into I mean, you bet season. on those promises and lost. <laughs> Again. Now, Robbie Nielsen owes me fucking 20 quid. <laughs> Bastard. 
Um, but aye, well done to Mac Kirk. Um, <clears throat> just to make you aware now that there'll be no podcast next week as international breaks aren't just for professional footballers. Um, we've got Paddy and Cameron are genuinely going abroad together. They are going to Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Paddy, um, nose job to complete the transformation. And <laughs> yeah, Cameron, Cameron, you're after a height extension, I believe. <laughs> I believe they do. Some smashing stilts. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Hammy's not here this week and away next week because he's having a lovely holiday up north. I hope you have a great time, Hammy. <laughs> um, Cameron, you f- found a fascinating, what we call it a stat, a fascinating thing this week that you were going to share with us. What was this? I did. This is when I was looking up the Robin Nielsen stats last week for. Club Hero, which clearly came in as club legend there, you know, um, as I said. But um, did you know that Paul Hartley played five less games for Hearts than Eggert Johnson? That, to me, seemed unbelievable. I just do not remember Eggert Johnson playing that much, and I remember Paul Hartley playing much more. It might just have been the performances in the games Paul Hartley played that have stuck in my mind, but it seemed odd. So... I've picked three other players. I'm going to call it, seeing it's Eggert Johnson, I'm going to call it sunny side up, sunny side <laughs> down. Um, basically, basically higher or lower. Um, three <laughs> players. So Eggert Johnson played 154 times. So I want to know, I'll start with, who will start with? We'll start with Jamie McDonald, Hearts goalkeeper. Oh, definitely more. I, I think more. I'd say more as well. You think Jamie McDonald played more? Yes. Mm-hmm. Jamie McDonald played 137 games for Hearts. Got Johnson. Jesus. Next one up, Lee Wallace, man of the moment in our podcast. It's <laughs> that's the title name of the podcast. Sorry. Uh, more. Are all these less, Cameron? <laughs> oh. Yeah, fuck else. More sunny side up. <laughs> Lee Wallace is a sunny side up 162 games, but it's not by a lot. Not, not oh. at all. And then the last of these, because I feel like it just deserves a mention, Kevin McKenna. <laughs> oh, definitely more. He played for ages for us, did he not? He feels like the the like the pre- predecessor to Edgar Johnson. They yeah. feel like the same sort of player. Also a utility man. Aye. Aye. More. 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 Yeah, fuck it. Um, no, Kevin McKenna, 142 games. Oh. I was also looking, and you've got like Scott Crabb, who was at the club forever, played mm. less games than Eggert Johnson. That's amazing. Well, you must have just never been injured once. <laughs> just one of those guys, aye. Well, there you go. Thought it was interesting. Aye. I'm here for it. Love that, love that shit, Cameron. <laughs> um, good. Um, well, thanks to Jambles Youth Report on Instagram, I've been keeping as informed as ever with our under 18s and their recent performances. What about this? Celtic were beating us 2 0. We pulled it back to 2 all before scoring a 94th minute winner. Um, excellent stuff from the wee Jambles and a week later highly rated youngster Callum Hambrook was on the score sheet in a 1-0 victory over the Highbies uh, Leo McFarlane who you would have seen on the bench recently when Gordon got Covid on his holidays and Cheesy was in goals 
saved a penalty in that game. Um, and a, a wee reminder that we have a starting Scotland international keeper, McFarlane in the under-19s, Harry Stone in the 21s, and of course, Craig Ag in the senior squad. That's a sorted for generations at keeper then, eh? Nah, nothing mm. to worry about. Exactly. Hashtag goalie porn. <laughs> um, final, final wee bit of news before we get your 10 and 60s team Cameron um, after Connor Ronan's screamer passed said Craig Gordon wonderful keeper uh, he's been called up to the Ireland squad and the papers are saying that Jim Goodwin wants to bring him to Aberdeen and the Hearts are looking at taking him into the club as well in the summer he's on loan at St Mirren from Wolves currently uh, he's available on a pre-contract. Scottish papers are really lazy. <laughs> well, he's another Irish number 10, just like podcast favourite, Adam, Adam McInef. <laughs> I think I know how his heart's career would go. <laughs> Came out of the club. Um, a slow burn. <laughs> a slow burn. Start, start getting a game towards the end of next season. Um, bye. We'll see you. Looks like a good player. We've already missed out on Jamie McGrath. Um, Cameron, 10 and 6 is then. Excited for it. Let's hear it. Well, I was excited until I just realised as I was looking at them just now that one of my players does not qualify because he's not old enough. Um, and 30, <laughs> 37, Ian Black cannot play in the 10 and 6s. Well, so, when does he turn 38? Well, that I don't know. This is a summer tournament. Maybe he's a spring baby. I thought it was 39 and over. I thought it was 35. I'm pretty sure my whole team doesn't qualify. <laughs> uh, Mark DeFries definitely qualifies, mate. <laughs> oh, well, he would be 38. Oh, no, no, he's just 37. So, no, he's definitely out. <laughs> definitely out. Right. I think so, the sadder thing here is that he's only six years older than we are. <clears throat> oh, that's quite terrifying, eh? Well, anyway, I've swapped him out. So, weighing in with an average age of 45, comes my 10 and 6s team. So, the old man in goals himself used to love this boy. Steve Banks. 50 right. years old Steve <laughs> Banks comes in and goals. Right, there's the first one that I knew we definitely would both have. So, I, I also have Steve Banks. Listeners, if you don't if you don't know, Cameron is like the biggest Steve Banks season ticket holder. And Green we don't really know why. He's in fucking Green Street, that's why. He is in Green Street. <laughs> He's also, he also won Scottish... <laughs> on you go, Cameron. <laughs> he won the Scottish Cup with three... He's the only player ever to win the Scottish Cup with three different teams. And he didn't play in any of the finals. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Um he also used to do pull-ups on the bar when we were cruising in games, which wasn't a lot, but enjoyable all the same. <laughs> See on the bar. So the substitute for Ian Black. Um, What's your formation, I mean, please? Oh, like um, a keeper, uh, two, and then one and one. Right, nice. Um, so it's it's. I mean, this man does not look in shape now, but forty-five. You've got enough players. It's, it's six, not five. I put a five side together, so I'll think of another strike there. <laughs> That's a fucking mess. This is a shambles, Cameron. So it's it's Paul Hartley at forty-five. Yep. Along alongside Phil Stamp, who's forty-six. <laughs> well, that's a lot of Phil Stamp's only a year older than Paul Hartley. Jesus Christ. So the man playing in behind the strikers is Rudy Scatchell at forty-two. 
That's where all the money's went. <laughs> <laughs> and then up front, I, I had Andreas Velichka, and now I also have Mark de Vries. <laughs> Aye, there you go. There's the other. There's the other crossover. Andreas Velichka. You have named the slowest, like lowest work rate team possible. Oh, but it would be good. There'd be goals in that team, like some silky touches and great goals. Aye, fair play. I like it. Very good. Very good. Very good. Um, well, <laughs> before we go on to talk about our, another victory, it's getting boring now, eh? What about Simon's team? Aye. We're breaking it up. We'll come to oh, Simon so, later. So, We're going to do them back to back, just like that. Come on. I'm, I'm so, look, he looked really excited. <laughs> I've got the notes at everything. Suspense. <laughs> the suspense can build listeners. Wait until you hear Simon's team to, to polish off the season. And I also asked you for your team names, Paddy. Guaranteed you forgot to think about that. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, well, come on to be to honest, I can't team. even remember the players on my team, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I'm going to have to go back and listen to a lot of podcasts to put together some silly little pictures for some silly little social media posts <laughs> over the course of this week. Um, but before we talk about the game, um, club legend or cult hero, and it's my turn this week. Um, who was it that proposed Robbie Nielsen last week? Me. Was it you? Couldn't mind. Um, I wholly debated on the podcast, but it was um, it was pretty much uh, it was very one sided. The votes on the Twitter and Instagram, seventy five percent on Instagram, and it was over eighty on Twitter for a club legend. Done deal. Jimmy done deal. Jimmy done deal. Uh, I've got a good one for you this week. I've been thinking about long and hard. Um, one that, to try and make it as close to 50-50 as possible. Um, I've selected a player that played for the club 91 times, um, including he got six goals over that time, one of which was a winner against the High Bees and another against the Rangers the same day that Amy Winehouse died. Um, <laughs> This man has a whopping 58 caps for his country, bagging in 14 goals along the way. A local legend who you literally couldn't not bump into at Fountain Park or the Cavendish during his time at the club. Um, and when you didn't see him in the flesh, you saw his beaming white Range Rover <laughs> cruising all around Gorgie. He shot the high bees. He said, ha ha, that's gangsta. Yes, it is David Abua. <laughs> now, we all know the answer here, right? But neither. It's it's good just to bring up. No, he's a he is the definition of a cult hero in my opinion. Yes. But are some cult heroes just that much of a cult hero they become a legend? Is he a, a local legend? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> um we'll just add this on to since he's left Hearts, he's now we spoke about this on a podcast. I've spoke about David Abua several times on this podcast. He now manages Maroons FC in Uganda, otherwise known as Prisons FC, which is genuinely is, as far as I can tell, a team full of prisoners in a maximum security prison in Uganda. I found that <laughs> there's a 10-minute Vice documentary which I'll be watching later and reporting back. Um, it genuinely looks like prison football is huge in Uganda. They've got a thousand-seater stadium in their prison. <laughs> so that's what David Abu is up to these days. <laughs> Supposedly. When he's when he's not being a cult hero. He's a, he's a club legend for me. 
I mean, if Robbie Nielsen's one. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the, bar, <laughs> the bar's been set somewhere. Um, but I was thinking about, I don't think the polls, I think the polls are either going to be like heavy legends or heavy cult heroes. Um, no matter who you put down, really. I think there's a, is, is there a fine line? Is that, that's probably the wrong saying here. But I just think there's a very small amount of people who are truly club legends. Um, John Robertson, Rudy Scatchell, Bobby Walker and David the Bull. Enough nonsense. I don't find well which way the polls are going to go. We played Livingston on uh, Saturday. It was fucking really hot. Could get used to that. Um, And it was hot on the park, Simon. Why did we line up for this one? Um, Usual four, two, three, one again. Atkins and Halliday as the fullbacks, Halkett and Kingsley at the centre backs. Kingsley just doesn't even look phased by being moved into centre back at all, eh? In a four. Not even missed a beat. Looks absolutely brilliant. Um, Haring, Benny as the holding mids. McInef, Boyce, and Barry Mackay as the three in behind Ellis Sims. Hey, pretty workmanlike. Not, not the most exciting game, but when it was such a lovely day, it was just a great day for the Hearts. Sitting in the sunshine, getting a wee tan. Cameron forgot any sort of sunscreen, but he looks like he got away with it. <laughs> Thumbs up from Cameron. <laughs> this is an audio medium, Cameron. <laughs> no one told me there'd be a medium here. <laughs> well, meanwhile, I was sitting in the wheat field, minus 10, looking like a ghost. I no matter you, what... Sorry, Cameron. No, I was just going to say, we did look over, and you went from when you were before the game standing with your jumper around the top of your neck, yeah. And then about halfway through the game, we could tell that you were like cross-armed, freezing. <laughs> well, we absolutely cooked. No matter the weather, it's always like minus three in the wheat field. Aye. Just collects all the wind and all, all right. the shade. Had a great day in the main stand, and we had the absolute perfect angle for Barry Mackay's first goal for Hearts. I know I might be skipping a beat a bit here, but... I feel like that's where we need to start because one, yeah. it was Barry McKay's first goal, and two, one absolute screamer of a goal. It was beautiful, wasn't it? Do you know that um, phone video of Pogba's goal for Juventus, and it like you see it perfectly? That's how that's where like that's how I felt. It just looks like you could just see the ball perfectly going into the net. Mm. It was beautiful. What a player! I don't, I can't remember the last time I've saw Tynecastle that happy for a player. Aye, um, it's, it's, it's not only the, his ability, it's his work rate and the, the effort that he puts into every game and you see him getting brought off at like 80 minutes and he's absolutely knackered and he, he's consistently the hardest worker on the pitch despite being probably the most talented footballer on the pitch as well. So, mm-hmm. so, so it's a good balance to see that when the best player at the, part, the, best player at the club sorry, is one of the hardest working. Yeah. I mean, he just looked like it was like an exhibition match for him at some point of the game. He just makes things look so easy and he's just so relaxed with the ball. I get him fucking signed now. Barry <laughs> Mackay, without a doubt, deserves to be the highest paid player at our club. Aye, the only argument you could make is Craig Gordon. Like, the only argument you could make is it's between them two. Yeah. But I mean, they should be thinking what whatever you want money obviously within realms of 
<laughs> 50 grand. Not being a dick about it, but you know what I mean? You should, if he's on three, give him five. Give him a 100% wage rise. It's probably going to be worth it. It, it feels like it's at least worth it to protect it, um, him leaving for free. Like at the bare minimum, if he keeps up this form, there's absolutely no way he's going to stay at Hearts. Mm-hmm. So get him side down, and then at least if he does leave, we'll get some money for him, which we've been really bad at doing. And I feel like that's the next step for Joe Savage and his team to sort of, like we've brought in these good players, and now when they play well and they're at a point where they're sort of be needing to move on, do we get the money, or do they all end up leaving for free? Yeah, exactly. So if you're if you're not sure, listen. Sorry. Hundred million for Craig Gordon. <laughs> I know with those feet. I'll come on to that. <laughs> um, if you, if you're not sure, listener, Barry McKay is under contract next season, but that means similar to the the John um, Suter situation. Not this Christmas, but the Christmas mm. after. He's available on a pre-contract, so get get stuff done proactively. Hearts. Right, it's less than a year, and clubs can start speaking to Barry McKay about signing for him. So, mm-hmm. get on it. Get on it. Um, aye, some some chronicle, um, chronological. You right there? Order of proceedings. <laughs> um, we scored within what two or three minutes. Cameron's took himself off mute. <laughs> like, Grimace on his face. Shut up, Cameron. Um, for the first goal, it was wonderful work from Mackay yet again, um, playing it through to Boyce, who thread a ball through to Sims, what's well, kind of smashed it goalwards. Um, Benny followed it in again from the spill two and two. Simon, you you joked last week about <laughs> opening never the scoring again. I oh, well, I also said that that's them opening the floodgates, but the one I actually meant was that you'll never score again, and I sold him actually him or Harren scoring in this game. Oh, I think um, we all did. I mean, happy to be proven wrong, but aye, it's just a typical that he's probably now out for a fucking wee bit. Yeah, it was a funny one, wasn't it? So he kind of got injured, and he's done this before, but he kind of gets up and he hobbles a bit. Where you just need to stay down. Aye, let them just take you off, even if they're even if it turns out it wasn't as serious as we at least thought. You're just limiting any potential damage that you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I think he's got a rush of adrenaline. He's went, I can make that 50-50. Then he shot it out the tackle. Then he's like, oh, extended his leg and landed badly. And uh, let, let's just hope he's uh, he's not out for like the Scottish Cup semi, Cup final. Who knows here? He could be back in a week or two. I don't know. But Aye. It's, it's now important that we keep Harden and Devlin fit and not suspended. <laughs> I think the, the international break comes at a very good point for us. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, and it does. Um, although we'll we'll hear nothing. Like Hearts is so watertight. Like before, uh, like Benny's last injury. Nah, he's fine. He's just in the showers. He's fine. Aye. You find out when he's not in the next match day squad that he's actually like had an operation on his leg. Yeah. Um, I feel like the biggest news for this pod though was that the train keeps on rolling. And McInef started for the heart of Midlothian. Slightly good. <laughs> good in the first half, especially like he, he was doing a lot, a lot of work in a box to box. Um, 
I done a bit of switching about with, with Mackay at times. I thought it, it gave us an element. Um, obviously tailed off a bit in the second half, but no, I thought he generally looked pretty good and we looked like a different team set up like that. I thought in the first half we had, we didn't capitalise, but I thought at times we looked really quite um, energetic going forward and, and there was plenty of options there, which was nice. It was nice just having him on the right with the, the sort of ability of a centre mid. Like he can just come in and we essentially have three in centre mid because we did go to a 4-4-2 at times where McInef was filling on the right, Barry Mackay was filling on the left and they would just go to Boyce and Sims up top when we were defending. And then when we got the ball, they would obviously break into uh, more of an attacking formation. Mm-hmm. Aye, excellent work, great. Passed the ball a bit, got himself a bit. Aye, not a bad game. There, I heard, I did um, hear several people saying he was at that he was having a bad game, um, and them saying like, "Isn't it funny that Makinev so good coming off the bench compared to any starts?" I did hear that chatter quite a lot. What they expecting, eh? Like well, him to the, score every time. Exactly. The way I thought about it was what. Imagine Ginelli was on there. He'd done no less than Ginelli would have done. And imagine he was in centre mid. If Cammy Devlin was playing, he'd done no less than what Cammy Devlin would have did. Like, it's just an expectations thing. Yeah. He, um, he, like, he clearly, Nielsen clearly likes that sort of like technically good winger instead of like a fast winger because he likes mm-hmm. him to take the ball to feet and not really running behind. Mm-hmm. So I think McInerney fits that sort of right inside forward role for them. Yeah. No, definitely. We've got um what Ross County next. He deserves to get his game again. Aye, there's no reason not to play him again. Yeah. Um when with Benny's injury, Alex Cochran came on. Halliday moved from left back into midfield. Um, but if I shake up, um Alex Cochran statistically had he was the worst player on the park for Hearts. Um, <laughs> but we got away with it because we yeah, Halliday looked all right at left back and centre mid as well. I think Halliday's kind of up to his game since he signed his contract. Absolutely I, no doubt that he's up to his game. And he showed his importance for us, like in the last couple of weeks. When he signed that contract, fans were a bit like, oh, what the fuck? But then you see that he's filled in at left back. And then when there's been an injury, he's filled in at centre mid. And he's he's played both positions absolutely fine. Like, never didn't mm-hmm. miss a beat. So, yeah. I think that's his proof in the pudding. Exactly. As much as it will make 50% of Jambles kickback users sick. He is, you have to admit, you guys, that he's a handyman to have about, and he is giving it his all. It's funny because eh? <clears throat> I think even before there was a debate, it was around the derby, the last derby, mm-hmm. which was at that point that they did the switch. And I would say in the first half of the season, we all thought that Cochrane was the better player and he looked, he looked really good. Yeah. But I, I don't think there's any argument at this point that Halliday's the man that you would want in the squad just with the way he's playing. Yeah, definitely. Hundred percent. Cochrane had a great start to the season. He's really, really dropped off. Like, and what's going on there? It's, it's to be expected. He's still a wee laddie. Like, he's been dropped, so his confidence might have been hit, and yeah. he's, every moment counts. So maybe he's just panicking a bit. You never know what's going on. Right, big, big nervous, nervous Cochrane. <laughs> um, well, later in the game, Halliday got injured himself. Uh, did, did looked miles off how, how serious Benny's was, but he had to go off another less. Um, Toby Civic came on, rolled back the years, doing a job in midfield. Good to see him again. 
good to see it again. Um, but the game is dead by that point. Um, Boyce playing in the ten behind Sims, uh, and often kind of roaming out to the left. I thought I thought Boyce had his best game for us when not playing as the out striker. Like in that ten, we had his best game for Hearts. He created so much in that first half. Mm-hmm. As we like reverse passes to the inside the channel to Sims, just great, great passing, great feet. He, he looks so comfortable there. I think that's his his definite position because he is a he's an all right goal scorer. He's got a really good goal scoring rate for Hearts, but you wouldn't say he's a good finisher. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? He misses quite a lot of chances. It's the same with Sims, boy. Oh, aye, but I think Boyce can also like. I think, I think he suits dropping a bit deeper. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think they're both. Neither of them are clinical, and um, that for different reasons. I think Boyce tends not to pull the trigger when you think he should, and and Sims does pull the trigger. He just he's just not the most accurate when he shoots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but out of the two of them, I mean, if you're going to play one up top, Sims is the more physical threat. Like they have to deal with him in a different way to what they do deal with Boyce, and it frees yeah. up Boyce behind. Yeah, exactly. Right, Sims can occupy two centre backs quite easily. Yeah. And he's surprisingly fast as well. Like he's rapid. Balls over the top in that too. Yep. Gives but us yeah, another but... option that Boyce was never going to really make runs in the channel. Nah. Boyce, fucking hell. Paddy's faster than Boyce. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've, like we saw a range of passing um, from Boyce, all the wee in, in, intricate passes and threading the ball. Like I had no idea he had that in his locker. Ah, he's good. Um. Simon, <laughs> Boyce is on nine goals now. Uh, right. Seven league goals, seven league games to go, I think it is. Seven. Right. Yeah. Um, will you give me goals and assists going forward <laughs> to try and get to the 15? Well, how can I help that a striker is suddenly a 10? He's not Changing the bet. Listen, this is the bet. Like, I don't know what you want me to do, man. Like, how, how is that to know that a striker was suddenly going to be playing in front of a midfield? So how many assists is he on? No, I, I forget. I mean, like, so he's on nine now. So I need to get six off goals and assists to, you know, break even. All right, okay. Is that a <laughs> <table? laughs> Nah, of course not. Uh, it's shy. only, at most, you owe me 30 quid right now. So it's, it's, it's not going to be that bad. I'm already 20 quid in the whole camera. <laughs> well, these are the fucking bets that you make. <laughs> Don't blame the bookie. Selling my soul for podcast entertainment, end up bankrupt. Give me it in Bitcoin. <laughs> Tiny bother. Um, but yeah, that's that's boys and my fucking finances. Um, <laughs> Craig Gordon had a very quiet game. There was uh, two shots on target registered. Uh, only one of them was a proper save, a big telly save. Punched it well wide. Um, Cameron, Craig Gordon made a pass. So just, just tell us about it. <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. It was towards, like in my mind, it was towards the end of the game. Um, it was after we were 2 0 up. And um, he's got the ball at his feet, a little bit of pressure coming, and he goes to play it out to Cochrane at left back. And this pass must be a good 10, 15 feet away from him and just goes out. And I mean, it's, 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 it's classic Craig Gordon footwork. It's really bad. But it looks to me like he blames Cochrane when he can't get to the ball. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. You can see centre backs, though, like Kingsley and Halkett, like 
where other teams would feel comfortable about passing back to their keeper and using them. They just definitely do not want to put it because they know they just have to fucking aim at Craig's left foot and he's just going to shank it out at the halfway line and that's that. Got all of them, buddy. Um, <laughs> that, that was uh, Craig Barry McKay's goal we have already spoken about. Superb. Um, Simon, we were talking about the, the Sims mischance very late on before we started recording. Tell us about that one. It was a, it was a free kick, wasn't it? Aye, yeah, and it's free kick. And it gets Sims right at the back post and he kind of just knocks it up in the air and then kicks the post. <laughs> I don't know how he's not got it in. But it, it ultimately doesn't matter, but it just pr- proves the point that he is a bit... He's maybe not the most clinical striker. I think he's great, and I think he's one of the... Him and Boyce have really figured out how to, to work that well, but he does need to... Sort of a bit with that, like they, they need to go in because there will be a time where that does matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, D- don't know what will happen with Sims in the summer. I think he's got another year on his Everton deal. I want to say, um, it's one of those players that no one spoke about. Like, could Sims be at Hearts next season? No one the same. Be interesting to see if they would maybe look to loan him back to us, you know. But mm. if they did that, you would think that he's probably back with them for pre season. You wouldn't know until late on in the summer. Like, that's not going to be any good to us, but with Europe in August, yes, true. Uh, I think I don't think we make a lot of like moves transfer wise until after the Euro- like the first Europa League qualifier. All being well, we make it to the Europa League qualifier because the, the it's a completely different money that you're playing with it going into Europa League than in the Conference League. I think club finances will entirely be based on Conference League money as opposed to... And then everything else will be a bonus. But you've got to make one wee marquee signing. I I think... Very very early shout. Well, it's not that early. It's probably a late shout that Lauren Shankland will come to Hearts in the summer. Um, I I think it's made... It's there. Easy signing. Knows the league, do a job. Uh, but has he done a job in the league? Like, that's it. Like, yeah, he looked great. <laughs> well, no, but, but when he left, I don't know if he left Dundee United under the best circumstances. I don't think they were too bothered to lose him. Uh, they, they weren't playing him as a, they were playing Shankland out wide and off the bench a lot and stuff because they knew he was away. Um, but Shanklin, unless things have, unless he's been piling on the pounds in Belgium, eating loads of Belgian truffles and that, um, I think there's still a very good player in there. I just think it's an easy, easy signing. Um, at worst case scenario, he's a backup striker for. Could it be the Japanese guy we were looking at, you know, or another striker we've probably never heard of that comes in and hopefully does a job. So we'll see. It'll be a, an exciting time. In the transfer market, anyway, should be some big signings. Um, that was all the game stuff that players have not spoke about. Kingsley just strolled it again, didn't he? Kind of said that already. He's amazing. He's um like Rolls Royce cliche level performances now. Very good. Um, that, it kind of felt like we were doing a big high press on Livingston, which is something we don't see that often now. Well, maybe with McInef and his engine, mm-hmm. it just brings so much to the team. <laughs> the boiler room. 
Aye. <laughs> I was going to say, is that a big steam engine? Oh, it's a full Thomas the Tank number. Do you know, it's nuts seeing Haring getting in the box so much as well. Hmm. Now that we're sort of playing like 106 when we have the ball. Yeah. It's, it's good luck. Um, it felt like the reason I've kind of started to realise we were pressing them so high was big uh, noble, noble for Livingston was winning a lot in the air, but he was winning them like in midfield. It was up next to Haring. He was nowhere near the defence. Like Halkett and Kingsley had a pretty easy game. Didn't have to do much at all. Honestly, like playing that extra midfielder, even though it might be like Boyce in the 10 slot or McInef cutting in or Barry Mackay coming short, it just gives the, the boys in midfield so much more time and space. And I feel like we can just relieve that defence and that pressure so much easier. Teams don't know how to deal with it. Everyone knew what we were doing when we were just playing two in midfield. Mm-hmm. Aye, exactly. It's perfect timing to change it up. Robbie Nielsen went from like, if we'd lost away to St Mirren, it would have been like banners outside Tincastle. It was genuinely that close. And he, yeah. a couple of a couple of tweaks, everyone was crying for, and what do you know? And now we're flying. So we know better, really. Is that what you're saying? Give us the club. <laughs> um, and I on honor, honorable mentions for Taylor Muir back on the pitch again. He done a funny thing. He made a beautiful long diagonal ball over to Sims and Sims like was just an inch away from controlling it and threw on goal and Taylor Moore turned to the wheat field as in like, did you see that pass? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Josh Janelli came on. There was a guy sitting near me who doesn't normally sit there and he he just detests Ginelli. It was constantly like, you know, how he kind of stands with the ball, that winger thing where you're trying to like trick your opponent Aye. to find a yard to cross it in. He was like, just take him on. <laughs> just take him on. Like, to be fair, him. that is quite annoying sometimes with Ginelli. He does let the defence like get back and, and get set. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he did try it like three times in a row. He's just standing there static to try and a wee step over. Like, come on. Aye. Um, well, that was that. Another victory in the bag. Uh, moving on, uh, Simon, to you. <laughs> it's your time, finally. You're 10 and 60, so let's go. Um, so, uh, like I said, I knew me and Cameron would have crossovers, so I had Steve Banks in goals as well. I'm playing yeah. I'm playing a 2-1-2, two, two, the dice. <laughs> um, so my two, uh, two at the back are Gary Naismith, Aye. Who, by definition, is now a club legend. Oh, um, well, <laughs> I wouldn't disagree with that. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> Ibrahim Tal, alongside oh, him. Oh, what a, a bit, player! A bit of quality. Um, in front of them, a bastard and Julian Brelier. Okay. I thought you'd also have him, Cameron. I hmm. probably would have went in over Paul Hartley now that I think about it, but he's not. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then up front, I had Andreas Velichka as well and Stephen McLean, <laughs> who's 39 <laughs> year old. <laughs> who, who I pointed out to Simon when I seen his team would be unable to play in this tournament because he's got two plastic knees and he can't play on <laughs> any fake surfaces. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure any of my players can either. No. <laughs> That's true. Superb team. Um, and Simon, have you got a team name? Yeah, I'll let you know in a bit. 
we won't do it. We'll just do it on social media since no one's done any homework. It's fine. Um, well, I that that get takes your, us. To... I'm going to call my team. Get your stamps at the bank because that's Phil oh. Stamp and Steve Banks. Oh, get your God. stamp at Bought the that. banks. I like it. I like it. Um, Paddy, have you come up with something yet? No. No. Nah, of jam, not. I'll be the jam boys. <laughs> right. Looking ahead, um, like we said, we don't have the podcast. We're not doing the podcast next week because everyone's in Turkey and up north. Um, so we've got Scotland games and we've got the Ross County game between now and the next recording. Um, Malky Mackay has turned Ross County around so much. He's a terrible human being, but he's an excellent manager. Eh? <laughs> they were like, they're going down to now they're just pretty much in the top six. Three points in the next two games. So There's not a very good game on Saturday, to be fair. Aye, who were they playing? Celtic. Aye, neither would we. <laughs> um, so Fuck I will... Malky Mackay. <laughs> Fuck him, but he's a good manager. Um, and Scotland games, we've got we've got two games, don't we? We've got Poland. I'm a bit out of the loop here. What is it? And then the winner oh, of Austria Wales. We've we've got the loser. The, sorry, the loser. But they've sold tickets to both games, and they'll refund whichever one doesn't go ahead. Even though both these games are away from home, the SFA blow my mind at times. Right, there is no reason for us to have to wait to play the loser. Just play one of the teams. It's not like they're doing anything on Monday. Even right. if they win, they can't play in a playoff final. So is it going to be the same stadium no matter what? No, no. Oh, so, so you can just have Vienna, to wait. And the other right. game would be in Cardiff. So you just have to wait until they decide to book any sort of travel? Total nonsense. Fuck That's crazy. Me, and to think, there'll be at least a thousand, um, like a thousand Tartan Army members will be waiting to Aye. see if they'll be going to Austria and they'll go and buy train, uh, plane tickets and that to get there. That's a shambles. But they're for the fans, so yeah. Aye, they fuck. Just like we haven't mentioned the fact that we have a quarter past twelve kickoff in the semi-final, and it's costing us thirty-five quid. So guaranteeing that the stadium isn't full at one end, anyway. I, I'd like, I'd hope so, but I genuinely think that price point and the fact that it's such an early kickoff will put off fucking hard support as well. I like genuinely, I'm going and I'm absolutely buzzing, but I completely understand because. 35 fucking quid. And that's not including all the travel, any food that you buy, any drinks that you buy, just like hidden costs of just living your normal life these days. And then having to fucking get there as well. It's an absolute fucking nightmare. Well, mm-hmm. so the travelling teams, I get that we have to play on Saturday. It makes total sense. We're, we're Rangers playing in Europe on the Thursday night. Fine with that. But if they get to play at two o'clock when most of their fan base live in Glasgow, why aren't we playing at two o'clock on the Saturday? Like most of yeah. all of our fan bases for both teams will have to travel to Glasgow. It makes yeah. no sense. I completely agree. I was really surprised they're not playing midday on the Sunday. Mm. They were just salt in the wound. Yeah. Shambles. Fucking idiots, eh? Um, I well, Cameron, buy or sell then? Oh, a cheerier note. So, I've still got one round up from the St Mirren game because obviously I gave you a silly buy sell that I couldn't round up last week. So, not long after we finished recording, then Rodarby um, was drawn out the hat for the semi final. So, that all came in. Uh, mix across the board, their buys and sells. 
But I will go through this week's buy-sell results from the Livy game. Um, not great reading, gents, for you. <laughs> if you were positive this week, you did quite well. Me, Twitter, Instagram. Rest is not so well. So, Aaron McInef to start. Um, the only people to buy that were me, Twitter, and Instagram. Over 59.5% possession. We had 61. Um, yep. Me, Twitter, Instagram, and Hammy this time. Uh, Benny or Haring to score. I mean, that's nobody. And then that's probably fair. And Hearts to keep a clean sheet. So our fourth clean sheet versus Livy already this season. If they make top six, we could make it five. Um the only person to sell that was Jarvie. So what that means is... <laughs> Jarvie, did you get fuck all? I got the no, ball. He, he, he bought, he bought McInerney starting. Sorry, oh, I missed right. that. That was my mistake. <laughs> you got one. So Simon, Jarvie, Paddy, all with one. Yes. Hammy, Hammy got two. I got three. Twitter got three. Instagram got three. There you go. Fuck. So you're running, <laughs> totals, running totals after we had those two weeks on. Oh, uh, last with 43% this season, 48 in total it's Paddy next up we have to go up 10 points to Simon on 58 <laughs> then <laughs> Paddy man like <laughs> <laughs> just do the opposite of Paddy and you'd have what, like 60 something percent I said I said it last week that his scores were so much better when he just bought everything every week because he wasn't here <laughs> Um, then it Hammy on 60, myself on 61, Jarvie on 62, Instagram on 68, and Twitter leading, but I mean, it is tight now on 70. So, on to this week and a chance to claw back some points. Now, this season, this is I, I put these out to the Ross County game. Um, I don't want to do a Scotland one, and we won't record a game before the Ross County game. So, a little while away, but here's the buy sells. Now, We've played them twice this season, a two-all draw and a 2-1 win. Both teams to score, that's it. Bye. Well, I'll sell then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to sell anyway. Definitely sell on the way. Well, Hammy's bought because he's not here. I think I'm going to sell as well. <laughs> uh, that's confidence, though. Aye, but it is... Solid as the old castle rock. Unless we just, unless we see ourselves not scoring. <laughs> um, we mentioned it earlier, but um, obviously Liam Boyce's new role, less goals, but probably more involved in a lot of the play. Um, he scored one in his last five. So Liam Boyce to score. Sell. Sell. Bye. <laughs> I see what you're doing here. Let's see if it works. Um, no, I think he's due a goal. I might see too. I'll buy it. I see um, what you're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> my game. Um, we also mentioned this earlier on, but um, Civic um, playing midfield, and Nielsen has said, obviously, with the injuries, that uh, Civic actually might be covering midfield with Benny being out, and we're not sure how long he might rest. Devlin with the Ross County game, you know, he's going to be thinking towards the, the semi here. So, Civic to start. And Halliday out too, potentially. Bye. Sell then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually was going to sell, but 
yeah, I think I'm. I don't know. I don't know if we've got full trust in him. Mm, I don't trust him. No, nah, I'll sell. Yeah, I think it's far out enough that we can. Um, we can not. We don't have to rest a lot of players right now. Mm-hmm. Happy days. I've also sold. Um, did you buy that party? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure. Good. good, good, good. Now this one I didn't really want to chuck in, but I felt like it fitted, so I've chucked in. It. It's going to sound really quite negative, but the way we're going at the moment, we seem to be losing a player a week. So hearts the need no. to sub a player off injured. No. <laughs> nah, sell. Yeah, sell just to just to manifest. Yes. Yeah. Paddy's going to buy this. Eh? I've sold it. Oh. Look at Hammy buying the buying the injury. What a bad guy. Oh, Hammy. <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> well, there you go. That's that one. We've all sold it. Hammy's bought it. Loves an injury. Um, I see in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Ideal. Nice one. See, um, as we go into the split, is there going to be like a split table in the buyer sell league as well? <laughs> like a top three, top four. I mean, Aye. the rest of you, and I'll be the only one in the bottom bit. <laughs> Aye, that'd be good fun. <laughs> um, good. Um, well, thank you, Cameron. Um, and I, I've, I've um, misjudged this podcast. I've been recording circa two or three feet away from a sleeping baby, albeit <laughs> through a wall. Um, so I feel like I've had to kind of keep my voice down, and there's been limited enthusiasm from me. So I can only apologise for that. And I do promise to move to a different room next time. Um, so thank you, boys. <laughs> Thanks, Padman Productions, uh, putting all this together. Um, if you aren't following us on social media already, uh, you can do so and play along with Buy or Sell. We are at hearts underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and if you're listening through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, do leave a generous star rating if you enjoyed the show and even some polite words on Apple. So until next time. Keep washing your hands for the hearts. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.